and welcome to Season 2, Episode 18 of Storytime for Weirdos. This episode is the continuation of First Class, Part 2 now. The next day, I woke to a bell chiming. I stumbled out of bed, stripped off my clothes, and stood in the shower until I felt like a human being again. The surreal events of the day before still etched in sharp relief in my mind. The exhortation of my other self to learn echoed in my head. I dressed and made my way to the dining room. My fellow students shuffled in along with me. We ate in silence, sitting alone with our thoughts at separate tables by mutual assent. As I finished eating, the bell chimed again. It wasn't a school bell. It was more like a church bell. We looked at each other, questioning for a moment, before Jason Burns swept into the room. Okay, folks, he said, clapping his hands. That was the 10-minute bell. Gather your notebooks and pens, your due and B12 and Denny Hall shortly for seminar. We scattered to our rooms. I brushed my teeth and grabbed my book bag. The walk to Denny Hall would be short but pleasant on a day like this. As I exited Hansi Hall, William and Laputa were a few paces ahead of me, and I considered running to catch them. We couldn't be silent strangers to each other forever. Hey, said Vivian from behind me. Hey, I replied, relieved I would be spared the effort. How'd you sleep, she asked. Like the dead, I replied. Whatever happened to us yesterday really took it out of me. There was an awkward silence as she frowned. I recalled her stifled sobs yesterday. However unsettling my experience was, hers seemed to have been something else. The dorms are pretty sweet, though, I said, grasping for a topic. Yeah, singles, ensuite bathrooms, she replied, brightening. The basic dorms have two shared bathrooms per floor, I said. People are going to be so jealous. She laughed. I'm going to guess we're not allowed to have a lot of guests. She was right. Now it was my turn to frown in awkward silence. One of the things about college I was looking forward to was reinventing myself, making friends and not just being the weird smart kid. We arrived at Denny Hall, a neo-Romanesque building that was empty the week before class started. Room B12 was a brick vaulted chamber in the basement. The four desks and whiteboard were incongruously mundane in a space that looked like a medieval crypt. We sat down and waited a few minutes before Ryan Dennis appeared from behind one of the columns. Good morning, class, he said with a smile. This is the seminar for the special program. We'll meet every day, all day, this week. During the quarter, we'll meet all day on Friday. He stopped and turned to the whiteboard, picked up a pen, and started writing. Your regular classes will consist of Latin, psychology with Dr. Friedland, you will meet her later today, and an elective of your choice. Let's go around the room and talk about your electives. I was taking geography, William Lujan was taking physics, Vivian biology, and Laputa philosophy. Now that we know what people are doing, let's talk about this seminar, Dennis continued after writing down our classes. You'll be using the seminar to take what you learn in those classes and in psychology and use it to manipulate parts of reality. William's hand shot up. 
Dr. Dennis, what about Latin? he asked. I'm glad you asked. One of the things that eases the process of a working, a term for a discrete manipulation of reality, one of the things that makes a working easier is a verbal aid distinct from your everyday vocabulary. He paused as we wrote furiously in our notebooks. This can be a poem or song, but we found that a foreign language works best, and a dead one seems to work best of all. The lecture continued with some basics on what Professor Dennis called Wim Boson theory. At ten, we had a short break. I used the bathroom and got a drink of water. As I stood in front of the fountain, Laputa came out of the woman's room. Hey, I said. Hello, she replied. This isn't quite what I thought it would be, right? I said as we meandered toward the basement stairs. I guess not, she replied. I'm excited, though. It's like I always thought maybe I was different. Oh, I knew I was different, I said. Kids at my school never let me forget. I smiled at my attempt at self-deprecating humor. Lupita ignored it and said, I have six older siblings, and being special wasn't an option. Not in Yakima. Oh, you're from eastern Washington, I said, excited to have something in common. I'm from Walla Walla. This elicited a smile. I have an uncle in Walla Walla, he replied. We should coordinate rides home for the holidays, I said, as we sat at our desks. Yeah, maybe, she replied, cold again. I reflected a moment on the interaction. What had I said? Professor Ryan returned, and the lecture started again. He introduced Professor Friedland, a woman in her thirties with strawberry blonde hair. The rest of the day, we learned about how to form an image of the reality we wanted in our minds. We returned to the dorm, ate dinner, and went to bed. I slept unusually well that night and the rest of the week, which flew by quickly. The seminar covered theory, Latin, and a section on what Professor Vergen called mudra and Professor Friedland called positions. It consisted of hand gestures and physical poses that focused the mind on the image of reality we wanted. On Friday, Jason Burns led the class. Today, we're all going to do your first working, he said, clasping his hands together. Do you all know what it feels like to learn a secret? We nodded and murmured that we did. Good. I want you to hold that feeling in your heads. Now, I want you to practice going from position 3 to position 8 to position 12, he instructed, going through the positions himself. We practiced, and he walked through the rooms, watching and correcting us. He gave us a Latin phrase, Ostende mihi rerum occultaterum, which we practiced together and individually. Once he was satisfied, he drew a diagram on the whiteboard illustrating how the positions lined up with the words. Professor Dennis slipped out from behind a column and sat on a stool by the whiteboard. He watched as we put the elements of the working together. Jason Burns walked around to each of us, watching and listening and offering corrections. Laputa gasped and stopped chanting and gesturing. She gazed around the room in awe. I tried to ignore what I assumed was her success and carefully and precisely recited the Latin while smoothly executing the positions. I recalled the feeling of my friend Renee telling me that her despised chemistry teacher was getting a divorce. My skin prickled and I felt something click. The world erupted in colors around me. 
Vivian, and William were surrounded by vibrant, shifting auras, as did Laputa and Jason, but they had striations of stable colors. The walls of the room had a teal glow. I walked over to them and was able to discern faded ruins that covered the walls in an insane fractal mesh. Okay, now that you've all completed the working, feel free to walk around the room and ask any questions, said Jason. Professor Dennis approached me. You found the ward that keeps this room from attracting any attention, he said, pointing to the glowing walls. No one will accidentally come in or interrupt our class with this mental do not disturb sign. He sounded proud. What's that? I said as I spotted a green haze behind a column. Oh, that, he said, embarrassed. I use a portal spell to get here most days. I like the extra hour of sleep and the traffic is a nightmare. You teleport to class? I asked, suddenly hungry for the ability. Yes, Mr. Fitzgerald, he replied. Can you teach me? I asked. Oh, yes, he replied. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Storytime for Weirdos, a bi-weekly podcast with new episodes posted on the first and third Saturday of every month.